This is Father Kevin Hale with the homily for the 19th Sunday in Ordinary Time, the 11th of August. I have to confess to not being one of the most patient people, and I really struggle with things like having to wait or being kept waiting, and I don't like things starting late. I hate traffic, I hate bank and shop queues, and so when I read that waiting seems to belong to the heart of the spiritual life, I really do struggle. So what sense can we make of the spirituality of waiting and vigilance, which Jesus seems to recommend to us in the readings of this Sunday? The first thing we have to realise is that we and God are quite simply on different time zones we're on different timetables. St Peter states this truth with great directness. To you, O Lord, a thousand years are like a day. To the God who stands out of time and space and who orders the whole of creation, our days, years and centuries have a radically different meaning. What's a long time for us is an instant for God, and hence what seems like a delay to us is no delay for God. And hence what seems like silly and pointless waiting can be the way that God is uniquely and mysteriously working out things in our lives. Your life is not about you and this insight is particularly important in terms of the question why isn't God acting how I want and when I want? It is possible that we are made to wait because the road on which we are on is not the road that God wants for us. G.K. Chesterton said that if you're on the wrong road, the very worst thing you can do is to move quickly. And there's that old joke about the pilot coming onto the intercom and saying, I have good news and bad news, folks. The bad news is that we're totally lost. The good news is that we're making excellent time. Maybe we're forced to wait because God wants us seriously to reconsider the course that we've charted, to stop hurtling down a wrong or dangerous road. Or perhaps we're made to wait because we're not yet adequately prepared to receive what God wants to give us. In his remarkable letter to Proba, St Augustine argued that the purpose of unanswered prayer is to force an expansion of the heart. When we don't get what we want, we begin to want it more and more with ever greater insistency until our souls are on fire with the desire for it. Sometimes it's only a sufficiently expanded and inflamed heart that can take in what God intends to give. What would happen to us if we received immediately and on our own terms everything we wanted? We might be satisfied in a kind of superficial way, but we wouldn't begin to appreciate the great value of the gift. After all, the Israelites had to wait thousands of years before they were ready to receive God's greatest gift of the Saviour. The Old Testament story of Joseph and his brothers is a really powerful example of this. Joseph the dreamer clearly wanted to be a great man, but if he'd been given political power and authority when he was an arrogant youth, the results would have been disastrous both for himself and for those under his control. His many years of suffering, his terrible weight, made him a ruler with both wisdom and deep compassion. And so when his brothers did finally bow down to him, as he foresaw in his dream, he was able to react 
not in vengeance, but in love, saying to them, I am your brother, Joseph. There are two things that we could practically do to deepen our sense of waiting and vigilance. One is the very Catholic prayer of Eucharistic adoration, to spend a half hour or an hour in the presence of our Lord. It doesn't seem to accomplish anything, it doesn't seem to achieve very much, it's not really getting anywhere, but it is particularly rich in a form of waiting. As you keep vigil before the Blessed Sacrament, to bring to Jesus, to bring to Christ, some problem or dilemma that you've been fretting over, saying, Lord, I'm waiting for you to solve this, to show me the way out, to show me the way forward. I've been running, planning, worrying, but now I'm going to let you work. Then wait and watch for the signs. Secondly, take advantage of delays, of annoying cues or lateness or anything that makes you wait. And let the truth of what that 18th century spiritual writer Jean-Pierre de Caussard say, sink in. Whatever happens to you in the course of a day, for good or ill, is an expression of God's will. So instead of bewailing our luck or banging on the steering wheel or rolling our eyes in frustration, see the wait as a spiritual invitation. And when you are forced to slow down, pray one of the great repetitive vigilant prayers of the church, such as the Jesus prayer, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me a sinner, or the Holy Rosary, or the Divine Mercy Chaplet. With that resolution in mind, have a rosary in the car or upon your person. Consider the possibility that God wants you at that moment to wait and sanctify the time through savouring one of those prayers. The entire Bible ends on a note, not so much of triumph and completion as of longing and waiting. Come, Lord Jesus. From the very beginning, the followers of the risen Jesus have been waiting from Paul, Augustine, Chrysostom, Aquinas, Claire, Francis, Therese, Newman, and to our own day, to ourselves. We've all waited for the second coming, and we've been like Mary, who waited in joyful hope for the coming of the Saviour. Let us pray. Almighty, ever-living God, whom, taught by the Holy Spirit, we dare to call our Father, bring, we pray, to perfection in our hearts, the spirit of adoption as your sons and daughters, that we may merit to enter into the inheritance which you have promised, through Christ our Lord. Amen.